Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. In this episode, we look at food for gut healing, helping to reduce digestive inflammation, heal the gut lining and rebalancing gut microflora so you can keep on running, achieving your peak performance and most importantly, alleviating digestive distress. Welcome to the Food Force Spotlight series. For us, food is never just fuel. It provides a wide range of nutrients to support the many aspects of our health and also to promote physiological adaptations for our running performance. These short informative episodes are dedicated to food and meal planning. We'll spotlight key foods to support your running and we'll share tips and suggestions to give you big results in your running performance. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Aileen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Everybody, welcome. I'm Aileen, and today I'm here with Karen, as always. Karen, how are you today? Hi, Aileen. Yes, I'm fine, thank you. The sun is shining on this beautiful November afternoon, so um, it's quite impressive that it's so beautiful at this time of year, actually. Yeah, it is. It's lovely and sunny and warm here, too, uh, which is Mm -hmm. uh, very nice, just as if we're about to go into our second lockdown here in the UK. Um, so are you ready, willing and able for lockdown, Karen? Well, I think I'm 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 ready for it. You know, I'm trying to I'm psychologically ready for it, I think. And I've taken I've taken on, I think, some ideas from the first lockdown that some I'm going to keep in place this time and then others just thinking about changing to try and support that health and Mm. fitness and strength and everything so really reflecting on how it was last time and Mm. what to pull out from it this time how about you Aileen? Yeah similar really I mean I think you and I worked pretty hard during the last lockdown didn't we we Mm. just kept going I seem to remember um so I didn't really have the same kind of lockdown experience as many people did. And I think, you know, we're sort of living in a society of two halves, aren't we? There are some people that are working really, really hard and there's other people that, you know, through no fault of their own are, are furloughed and maybe haven't got a clear direction. Um, but yeah. this morning I was just thinking, you know what, I've, I've only had like one week's holiday this year and I'm really ready for a bit of a rest. So I think I might just mm-hmm. take the opportunity just to really slow down over the next month. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Sounds like a good idea, you know. Mm. Okay. So today um, it's one of our Food for um, Spotlight episodes. And today we're spotlighting Food for Gut Healing. 
Um, so from a, a health and nutritional viewpoint as a runner, our aims are always to maintain optimal digestive health, and that's really to help prevent digestive distress, which many people experience, uh, particularly when we're, we're out doing training runs and especially during races, we're trying to uh, minimize that or even eliminate it. Um, so today we're going to talk about four foods as usual, and they, those four foods are going to focus on helping us to reduce digestive inflammation, to heal the gut lining, and also to help rebalance the gut bacteria. And we're going to outline the nutritional properties of each food and then consider how everybody can add them into their meal plan. Um, but then we'll round up with some menu ideas and a one day menu plan um, as usual. So the four foods that we're talking about today are salmon, uh, turmeric, kefir and banana. So quite a mixture of different types of food there, Karen. Um, mm. so, so let's just start by going through each of them one by one. So Karen, could you um, start by outlining the nutritional properties of salmon and how that would support um, gut healing for a runner? Sure, Aileen. So as most people are, are probably aware, salmon is well known for its omega-3 fatty acid content, which is a really potent anti-inflammatory nutrient. Now, within the body, omega-3 fatty acids are actually metabolized to compounds known as prostaglandins, which some people may know, some people may not. Now, these prostaglandins have many functions, including gastrointestinal functions and also linked to different um, secretions. But for easiness here, I think we'll just refer to them as omega-3 fatty acids because that's what everybody understands. So, but it was just to, to sort of highlight that they're actually metabolized further down mm. um, uh, before they become bioactive. So, so, so thinking about it regarding the GI tract, so the gastrointestinal tract, omega-3 fatty acids um, are, are thought to influence the proliferation of the beneficial gut bacteria um, and, and this having an indirect effect on reducing inflammation. So, so in other words, omega-3 fatty acids are, are really good for supporting the increase of these. We often speak about the good bacteria and the bad bacteria in the gut. So really important for that good gut bacteria. Um, oh, excuse me. Sorry. I thought I was going to cough there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry about that. And it's also thought that as well as sort of um, helping reduce inflammation indirectly through the gut bacteria, it's thought to reduce inflammation directly through interacting with some immune and metabolic processes, as well as the inflammatory pathways. Yeah, and you, you mentioned gut bacteria there, Karen, and it's known that um, some of the gut bacteria, the the non-beneficial bacteria, um, that they release pro-inflammatory compounds known as uh, lipopolysaccharides. So we often refer to them as LPS. You might read about them in different places. Um, and also that omega-3 um, fatty acids have been shown to decrease the presence of the non-beneficial bacteria, and they'll increase the production of LPS-suppressing bacteria. So... Um, so that's another sort of uh, important link here that um, the omega-3s have. 
Yeah, absolutely. And these lipopolysaccharides um, result in this immune activation, which, if it's allowed to become chronic, can impair the integrity of that gut wall lining. And that can result in what's known as intestinal permeability. Now, People might have heard of it as, as leaky gut. I think that's really the, the more common way it's spoken about. Now, this leaky gut in itself is a really pro-inflammatory condition. So it is thought that it, it can worsen any other intestinal and systemic inflammation. So really important to try and limit any damage to to that gut lining. Yeah, and I think some of the other factors that we've probably mentioned many times before, Karen, that could lead to the low-line chronic inflammation includes overtraining and stress. And remember that, you know, our, our exercise and especially our endurance running is a stressor and that can lead to digestive issues. And then there's all the other environmental factors as well. So what food we eat, um, are we in amongst any pollution, um, and what effects may alcohol and smoking also be having. So, you know, it's a sort of multifactorial situation that could be leading to this chronic inflammation. Yes, absolutely, Aileen. And just before we move on, I just wanted to quickly mention um, short-chain fatty acids. Now, again, some people might have heard of these or not, but these are, are sort of the primary products that um, that are produced from the breakdown of the non-digestible carbohydrates, so that insoluble fibre, and, and broken down by the gut bacteria, and they're known to be really anti-inflammatory. And omega-3 fatty acids are known to have an indirect influence in the production of these short-chain fatty acids by enhancing the, the production of the beneficial bacteria that we spoke about earlier. So really, omega-3s have got quite um, a significant impact really on, on um, uh, inflammation and also in the gut directly, but also indirectly. So, so as you can see, you know, a fillet of salmon could have powerful nutrition and anti-inflammatory effects on, on many digestive systems, uh, symptoms that people could be experiencing, um, as a, as a direct result of the running or from any other internal or external factors that are, are leading to some form of inflammation. Now, there's probably a lot more we could speak about regarding this, Aileen, but shall we move on and, and take a look at the nutritional properties of turmeric that you mentioned earlier, thinking about having the runner in mind? So, Aileen, what can, what could you tell us about turmeric? Yeah, well, I think probably most people will be aware, because we know we've spoken about this before, Karen, that the healing nutrient within the spice turmeric is, is known as curcumin. And that's the, the thing that gives turmeric its yellow pigment, you know, that beautiful golden yellow color. Uh, and like, um, like omega-3, the curcumin has, has really powerful anti-inflammatory properties. Um, and I think a lot of people know about turmeric and they'll, sometimes supplement with it too. Um, but there's lots of studies that have recognized that uh, curcumin also has powerful antioxidant properties too. So, you know, it acts in a dual fashion. Um, and th that really means that the turmeric can help protect 
healthy cells from free radical damage. So the free radicals are, um, I suppose you would describe them as rogue molecules, which are produced um, in the body from natural metabolic processes. So it's a natural thing. We can't not have free radicals. Um, but what we can do is uh, counteract their sort of... Um, their effect by making sure that we're, we're eating a lot of antioxidants in our food plan because the antioxidants help neutralize the, um, the free radicals. Um, and it's also important to know that, you know, exercise also produces these free radicals. Um, so it's, um, you know, just to bear in mind, it's something that's always going to be happening. Um, and I suppose the, the, what we've got to think about is that the, the free radicals can potentially cause damage to the cells um, and to, you know, our internal system. So it's really important that we, we have antioxidants and um, turmeric might be one of those antioxidants that we could use. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. And a lot of the studies um, on turmeric have shown that that antioxidant action is um, particularly beneficial to the digestive tract where the cell turnover is really rapid. So cell turnover in, in the gut is thought to be every three to seven days. Um, and and the, the bioavailability of curcumin is thought to be much higher in the digestive tract than it is than it is systemically. So really potent and potentially really helpful um, for any runner who suffers from digestive symptoms and maybe just sort of adding some turmeric to, to your daily diet may be really helpful to sort of just dampen down that inflammatory process. Um, and just one other thing to add here is that um, curcumin is also thought to enhance the body's production of um, glutathione. Now, glutathione has a tremendous protective role in the intestinal uh, wall lining against injury and inflammation. But I, I'm not going to say any more here because I think it is something that we'll maybe speak about um, a, a little later on, Aileen. Okay, that's fine. So, so now we're going to have a look at um, kathea. Um, and discuss what the nutritional properties of kathir are, Karen. So would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So just as a, as a bit of a reminder of what kathir is, as some people may be a bit unsure, although I do think it is becoming more and more popular now and, and really com quite commonly spoken about. But, but just for for everybody's understanding, kefir is known as a as an ancient milk beverage, uh, which is produced by the lactic acid and alcohol fermentation of certain bacteria as well as certain yeasts. Now, kefir is thought to have antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, and antioxidant um, activity as well as having some immune modulating properties. So, so adjusting the immune system, supporting the immune system overall. And studies have also suggested it can be influential in reducing or could be influential in reducing cholesterol levels, also potentially alleviating some lactose intolerance in certain people, as well as being um, anti-hypertensive, anti-carcinogenic and anti-allergenic. So really a long, quite a long list of potential health benefits of kefir. 
Yeah, certainly is. And I'm thinking about the digestive tract specifically, um, as well as the things that you've mentioned, the antimicrobial, the anti-inflammatory and the antioxidant properties, the bacteria that are found in kefir are known to actually colonize the GI tract, which is different uh, from the beneficial bacteria that we might find in yogurt, for instance, which is more transient. So meaning that it doesn't stay there too long. Um, you know, it'll still do you some good, but it's not actually going to colonize and, and live there. Um, so the, the, these particular um, bacteria will help keep the digestive system clean. And it'll also pr- uh, provide f- a food source for the other friendly bacteria. Um, so additionally, the kefir also in, contains the beneficial yeast that you mentioned, Karen, which obviously yogurt doesn't. Um, and the yeast can also help to be really powerful. They can help control and eliminate any pathogenic yeast in the body. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a very powerful in, ingredient, you know, if we can find ways of using it. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. So when we relate this information to the, to the runner using kefir prophylactically, so as a preventative measure may help prevent any, say, dysbiosis. So that dysbiosis is the imbalance of the amount and the diversity of the, the gut flora. So the good and the bad bacteria and so to have also been protective against potential inflammation that running and other environmental factors could trigger. And I think additionally, if a runner has been taking antibiotics for any reason, for example, um, a urinary tract infection or an upper respiratory tract infection, which are both quite common in runners, then kefir may be one way of trying to help to repopulate the gastrointestinal tract with these beneficial bacteria. So, um, so really quite influential potentially and powerful, um, kefir. But let's just sort of move on now and take a quick look at the nutritional properties of bananas before we then sort of move on to maybe share some recipes and menu ideas, Aileen. So what can you tell us about? bananas well i think there's a lot you know a lot of runners use banana it's a food of choice because they're quick and easy they're portable and most importantly they're a great source of quick release carbohydrates for for energy Uh, but thinking from a gut healing point of view bananas are a really great prebiotic food so when we're thinking about prebiotic foods we're thinking of um, foods that help feed bacteria and help the bacteria to grow and proliferate. Um, so specifically, I'm thinking about the unripe green bananas because they contain high levels of resistant starch, which is the insoluble fiber. And this fiber, you know, as I said, provides food and energy to the beneficial bacteria in the gut that we've just been speaking about. Um, also bananas contain soluble fiber known as pectin and apples do as well, just as a, an add on. Um, so pectin mm. is known to be, um, soothing, uh, to the digestive tract and, and helps normalize bowel function. So having a banana, um, that you have after a long run might just be more, you know, it's giving you more than just energy. It's, it's not just replenishing your glycogen stores, but it, it's also, uh, helping your digestive system. 
Yeah, absolutely, Elaine. And just to add to that, you know, earlier we mentioned um, glutathione briefly. Well, glutathione is a compound that's known to facilitate the absorption of nutrients, but also um, it's known to protect the gut lining from injury and also ulceration. Well, bananas are known to be really good sources of cysteine, which is one of the three um, conditionally essential amino acids required for the production of glutathione by the body. So that endogenous production of glutathione um, to support that gut healing. Now, the other two um, amino acids that are needed for, for the production, for glutathione production, are glycine and um, glutamic acid. But it's the cysteine that's thought to be the rate limiting amino acid. Now, what I mean by that is that if, um, if the the cysteine is insufficient, then the glutathione production is going to be really limited. So it's really important that that um, that, that cysteine, as well as the glycine, the glycine and the glutamic acid, is uh, um, available in optimal optimal levels. And also, um, just to, to to let people know that prolonged stress so that chronic stress or trauma are known to deplete glutathione and as we said before running especially endurance running is a is a stressor on the body so thinking about this alongside other potential stressors including the type of food we eat uh, and how much we eat either too much or too little could add to this stress so so thinking about including an adequate intake of protein, as well as bananas, as we've discussed, would be um, recommended to ensure that adequate glutathione synthesis. And I'm saying here about making sure that you're taking on enough protein because these amino acids are sort of the building blocks of protein. So you'll get the cysteine, the glutamic acid and the glycine from protein but you'll just get the cysteine from the bananas. Hopefully that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a really good explanation, Karen. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, some other foods that contain glutathione are um, uh, that people can just think about adding into their food plan are things like asparagus, cucumber, avocados, green beans and spinach. So, um, you know, I think... Most people would probably eat these on a regular basis, so they're they're easy things to add in as well as um as well as the bananas. Yeah, so I think uh, sorry, Aileen, just to come in there, I think what's good mm -hmm. about food you've just mentioned is that they actually contain glutathione rather than containing mm -hmm. the building blocks for it. They they actually contain the compound itself. So including mm -hmm. foods that you've mentioned are yeah, would be really beneficial as well. Sorry yeah, to put in that. No, 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 thank you. That was a good, very good point. So um, it's time for us to uh, sort of just summarize what we've said about the nutritional properties and then we'll get on with some recipe and menu ideas. So thinking about salmon, we're, the main um, nutritional property that we've focused on today is omega-3 fatty acids and they have an, a, a direct or indirect positive effect on inflammation linked to gut bacteria, the LPS that we mentioned and also uh, short chain fatty acids. So as you well, you know, summarize there, your humble, um, salmon filler is doing a lot of good for us. 
And then moving on to turmeric, um, focusing on curcumin, which is an anti-inflammatory agent and also a potent antioxidant. Um, and that's thought that it will really promote um, the health of the digestive tract. Um, moving on to kefir, um, it contains many beneficial bacteria, which are thought to colonize the digestive system. And they have, you know, far reaching effects. So anti inflammatory, antioxidants, and also antimicrobial benefits. And then finally, our humble banana um, contains insoluble fiber, which acts as a prebiotic. Also includes pectin, which is known to soothe the digestive tract and normalize bowel function. And, and also, bananas contain cysteine, uh, which, as we've just mentioned, is really important for the internal production of glutathione, glutathione being a very powerful antioxidant, which um, is known to be really critical in the healing of the lining of the digestive tract. So um, lots of really powerful nutrients from this um, foursome of uh, foods yeah. that we're talking about today, Karen. Yeah, um, so, okay, so now let's have a look at some recipes and food ideas. So I'll start with salmon, Karen. Um, mm. So thinking about some recipe ideas that I use regularly, um, one of my favorites is teriyaki salmon, but mainly because it's really super easy. And um, I make a marinade with honey, soy sauce, maybe some fresh grated ginger, sesame oil and chili flakes, flakes, and then I'll marinate the salmon. I'll, you know, I'll just coat the salmon fillets with that bacon them in the oven for 10 minutes and serve with a stir fry vegetables and maybe some noodles and brown rice. So that's a really tasty, quick and easy dish, I would say. And, mm. um, and another one that takes a little bit more effort. And I, I think this might be a Delia recipe. Um, I've made it that many times. I can't quite remember, but it's, um, you actually make, um, fish balls of the salmon. So a little bit like instead of meatballs, you would make salmon fish balls and you bake them in a rich tomato sauce and then you could serve that with rice or pasta um so that's, that's two of my sort of cooked salmon recipes what about you what would you use yeah i love the idea of the fish balls actually alien mm. i might get that recipe from you that would sounds easy but also really tasty for the family mm. yeah yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So when I'm cooking salmon for the, the family, it's usually really simple. I tend to, to poach the salmon and then whilst it's cooking, I might make up a, a pesto sauce to, to place on top once it's cooked. Um, and then just serve it with either brown rice or potatoes and then, um, a colorful salad. So it's, it's really super quick and easy. And the, and the family really loves it. You know, I tend to make, I know you can get different types of pestos, but mine tends to be a, a traditional basil pesto um, because they all love it. And it's because um, it, some of the others, if you make it with kale, can be slightly more bitter. Um, mm. But everybody loves a, a basil pesto. So, um, yeah, I tend to just use basil, garlic, olive oil and pine nuts and just whiz them all together and then um, pop that into a, a bowl and then mix it through with um, vegetarian Parmesan cheese. Uh, because although I don't have the salmon, I'll have some of the pesto on something else instead for my dinner. Mm. So 
Mm. So, so that's salmon. Um, and thinking about turmeric and how to use turmeric, I tend to use it quite regularly, actually, in my protein shakes. And I have to say, it tastes really delicious. It just kind of gives um, gives my my protein shake a bit of a zing. Um, and I just tend to grate some fresh turmeric, or I'll um, add a turmeric mix that I've, I've got by a company called Nature's Harvest. It's all really natural. Um, and and it's got a few different ingredients in it, but clearly the the most prominent one is the um is the turmeric, and it's really tasty. And also, um, Pret do a really delicious turmeric latte made with um coconut milk. Um, so when I'm out and about, I will pick that up now and again. And um, and again, that would be really easy to replicate at home. Um, other ways I use it, um, when I'm making a curry, um, it's, it's always in there. Um, so that would be the other main way I think that I would use turmeric. How about you, Aileen? How do you incorporate it into your meals? Yeah, well, um, mostly I would say in curries. Um, so one of my staple recipes is a sweet potato, lentil and spinach curry. And I would use turmeric as a spice and it gives that beautiful color that I was talking about earlier. Um, and I also, for a lighter dish, I would use turmeric with natural yogurt, onions and garlic and I'd marinate some white fish. Um, so that's a really nice fresh mm. dish, maybe with a, you know, a squeeze of lemon or, or lime would be lovely. And then you, you basically just grill or bake the fish and then you would serve it with, you know, salad and, and brown rice. So that would, that was a really nice meal at any time of the year, actually, not just a summer meal. Um, and then thinking about like making a turmeric tea, this is not something I do very often, um, but I have done it in the past. And you, you would make a turmeric paste with ground um, turmeric powder. Um, and some honey, and then you would um, add it to a cup with a squeeze of uh, lemon or orange, um, and then just top it up with some hot water, not soft boiling water, but just hot water, and that would give you a nice warming cup of turmeric tea. And I know other people, you, they'll grate the fre a fresh turmeric and grate it and infuse it into a tea, so that's another way of using it. So, so, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> really tasty. Mm. So, moving on to uh, kefir. Um, so, I think most people will think of kefir as a drink, um, but actually you can add it to a lot of sweet and savory recipes. Um, so, it, it tends to be, you know, it's like a quite a bland thing, so you have to, you know, flavor it up. Um, but in the past, I've made things like a cheese and nut dip. So, Mix in a couple of cups of strained kefir with, um, uh, this is a blue cheese one, so Rockford cheese and a cup of chopped walnuts. And then you combine it all together, you chill it in the fridge, and then it's, you know, a really thick, um, dip uh, that you can either have with crackers or vegetable crudités. And there are, there are loads of recipes out there, um, that you can find if, if you, and it's, just another way of getting the, those beneficial bacteria into you without it necessarily being a big deal. 
And what about you, Karen? Have you, have you used Kathir in many ways? Yeah, but I'm loving your ideas, Aileen. All of your ideas. I think I'm going to go away with these and, um, and pop into the kitchen and make some of them. I love mm-hmm. the idea of that, um, that dip with the strained kefir cheese and chopped walnuts. That sounds mm-hmm. really lovely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, again, thinking about how I use kefir. Again, I use it in my protein shakes instead of almond milk sometimes, or maybe I'll do half and half. Um, another way that I will use it is in my overnight oats. Uh, I'll soak, I'll soak my oats in the, in the kefir and then just add berries and seeds, um, on top and have that as a, as a post, a post run breakfast or as a snack sort of mid afternoon or something. So that would be really the two main ways I would, mm. I would use kefir, um, but, uh, but yes, I'm, I think I'm going to try it in some other ways now as well, <laughs> listening to, to you speaking. Um, but just finally thinking about bananas and how do I use bananas? I tend to use them strategically, really, as an energy source, sort of pre or post training, um, just on their own. Um, I also use them in flapjacks, um, which I eat again around my training. And also my daughter loves them. So it's a way of getting sort of bananas and fruit and healthy foods into, into her. You know, she loves being in the kitchen. So she'll maybe make uh, flapjacks or she'll make banana bread with them as well. But that's when they're overripe. So mm. thinking about it more when, when they're green. Adding them to um, maybe a smoothie uh, or something like that would be um, would be more ideal. Um, but they are such a versatile fruit, really, aren't they, Aileen? They are. They are. So I, yeah. my my sort of ways of using like you, and there's nothing nicer than just a, a nice banana on its own. But I'll occasionally I'll make banana pancakes, and and I find people really enjoy them. Um, so if the dead easy, you just mash up the banana with some uh, whisked up eggs and then, um, you know, create pancakes, maybe using a bit of coconut mm-hmm. oil. And then you can add toppings to them if you, if you want to. Um, and the other thing that I'll do is I'll, if I've got a big bunch of bananas, you know, and I'm not getting through them as fast as I think I'm going to, then I'll, I'll cut the bananas up into quarters and I'll freeze them into chunks. Um, and then I'll just add a chunk of frozen banana to a smoothie. Um, so I find that a quarter of a banana just gives it really great flavor. And it also helps me manage my glycemic load if it's at a time where I'm not wanting, you know, such a hit of, of, um, carbohydrate. And the other nice thing you can do with frozen bananas is it actually makes a really nice, uh, sort of frozen ice cream. So if you've got that, Sometimes I'm, I don't have a terrible sweet tooth, but sometimes you just know that you need something. And um, to nibble on frozen banana is just really lovely. So you can either make it into ice cream or just eat it as a frozen treat. Um, that's a good idea. Mm. So, so that's uh, what you do with your bananas. Um, so hopefully that's uh, that's giving everybody a few ideas um, about producing some easy meals and snacks with these foods. Um, but now it's time to pull it all together, Karen, and come up with some suggestions for a one-day meal plan for gut healing because this is what we're talking about today. It's all about foods that will support gut healing. Um, so, Karen, let's start with um, a breakfast idea. Can you help with a suggestion? 
Yeah, absolutely. So one that um, would be gut healing, but also an energy rich post endurance run breakfast, actually, um, would be maybe the overnight oats that I spoke about earlier. So soaking them in the kefir and then topping them with the sliced banana and maybe a little cinnamon for um for added immune recovery after an endurance run so you're getting the the kefir and the banana into into one meal there mm. um so that would be my suggestion for for a, a breakfast for a runner what about you Aileen what would you suggest for lunch um well, I always love a salad at lunchtime and um, one of the salads that I, I do make quite regularly is that what I would call a superfood salmon salad. So it would be, um, you know, a cooked salmon piece. So I might have already cooked it in advance or um, a salmon fillet that's already been baked. And then I would make a, sam- a salad with, um, again, cooked tender stem. So like that broccoli tender stem, I quite often will... Um, steam that and let it go cold and then I have it in the fridge and I can chop it into salads maybe with some spring onions and then some chopped almonds and pumpkin seeds sprinkled on the top and a salad um, dressing made with orange juice and maybe some chili and a little bit of olive oil um, and that's quite a, it's a really substantial salad so it's one of those salads that will you know you know you've eaten it and it will keep you going all afternoon. Mm. Love it. Yeah. So um, what about dinner, Karen? Your turn to come up with a dinner recipe. Yeah, I think probably a curry with lots of warming turmeric and other spices in it, especially at this time of year, actually, as we're moving into sort of the the, the long nights, cold nights. And um, so definitely a warming um, curry with turmeric. Um, maybe being vegetarian, I'm thinking of maybe one with cauliflower and lentils in it. Um, served with brown rice and maybe a, a side salad to kind of maintain that um, plate balance. Um, and, I, and the BBC Good Food um, um, online uh, website, they have got some really great recipes. I use them quite a lot, actually. When I'm stuck for something to, to make, I'll go on to the BBC Good Food mm. um, website and they've got some great recipes there. So um, so that would be my choice for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, Aileen, have you got any good ideas for snacks? Yeah, I think there, there's many different snacks that we could do with um, the ingredients we've talked about. You mentioned banana flapjack, which would be Great, mm. uh, great snack. Um, maybe making a salmon pate and having that on oat cakes. Um, you could have a smoothie. Um, so you might want to whiz up some um, cantaloupe melon and kefir to make a nice smoothie or any kind of fruit, really. And then finally, your turmeric latte sounds nice as well. So, mm. you know, sometimes a snack can be a nutritious drink as well as it doesn't always have to be food um but remember drinks are you know um you know energy dense and um you know we've not got to have them as well as food it's sort of as a, a snack alternative so yeah i think lots of really nice ideas there mm, definitely so so that's sort of all that's bringing us to the end karen so we hope everybody's enjoyed the the meal plan that we've come up with today and um We'd love it if um, you got in touch and let us know if you've cooked any of these meals or if you've got any other ideas that we can share in a a future episode. Um, So I'm just going to ask Karen to quickly run through the foods that we've discussed and 
and um, let us know the key nutrients of each and just recap on how they can support us as runners. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. So clearly all of the ones that we have discussed are going to support um, a runner's digestive health. That's what we, we've been speaking about here. Um, and hopefully if, if people introduce these um, foods and help support the digestive health, then it's going to minimise any digestive distress that's, that they could be experiencing at the moment. But also looking at our running in general, thinking about these four foods, um, as we as we spoken about salmon's key nutrient is omega-3 which is anti-inflammatory so that could help reduce the risk of injury and illness from running as well so that's a really key point to take away and um, turmeric's key nutrient is curcumin which is also anti-inflammatory and a potent antioxidant as, as we've been speaking about so that may support the neutralization of the free radicals that we've spoken about that are produced from that metabolic processes of running so really helpful there um kefir's benefits um to health are linked to the benefit beneficial bacteria that it, it contains um which will help support the runner's immune system in the digestive tract, but also systemically as well. And then finally, just thinking about bananas, their key nutrients are the fibres, the cysteine and the quick release carbohydrates um, that they contain. So they're really excellent at fueling a running as well as supporting the digestive tract. And really, that's it, Ailey. Okay, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Karen. Um, so I hope everybody's feeling inspired to try out some food ideas. And just a final uh, remember uh, is to not let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and feel inspired to try out some new menu ideas. Many of our clients are looking for new ways to help them introduce a healthy food plan which also supports their running performance. So we designed our Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners program and it's for runners of all abilities. We take you through a series of short videos and action steps to help you create a food plan to suit your running training. The program includes downloadable menu ideas, food lists, meal plans and athlete plate diagrams for different training levels. And you get the added bonus of being invited to free online trainings and Q&As with Aileen and Karen. So you'll always have the opportunity to get some personal input into your runner's nutrition plan. Please check out the programme at runnershealthhub.com or if you've got any questions, just drop us an email at hello at runnershealthhub.com. We'd love to see you join us on the programme. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. 
Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Active Wear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Active Wear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.